welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Sagan, a business coach for beginner online entrepreneurs. Consider this podcast your go-to guide for all things scaling your business to your first 10K months. Get ready to be inspired through marketing, mindset, spirituality, and the stories of successful frempreneurs. I'm so excited to have you here. Now let's dive in. So stoked for this week's episode. I interviewed my girl, Anu, and she is a business coach with the focus on visibility and Instagram stories. She helps coaches gain visibility through Instagram stories to convert one-on-one clients in the DMs. And let me tell you, this girl is a ray of sunshine. I had so much freaking fun interviewing her, and she, you know, talks about so many great things. She shares her really awesome story, and she has a really great one, and she gives us some really awesome tangible tips as well. And I just, again, had so much fun interviewing her. So Without further ado, I just want us to dive right on in to this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Anu. I'm so excited to have you. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course, girl. Of course. Okay, so let's just dive right on in. Um, I would love to start by you telling us your story, how you got into entrepreneurship, what you do, all that good stuff. So take the floor and we'll go from there. Oh my God, I'm super excited. Okay, so guys, my name is Anu, Aka Strong Anu. Uh, Obviously, everyone finds me on Instagram, Strong Anu. And I'm a business coach and I focus on Instagram story visibility. Means I help coaches, entrepreneurs to gain visibility on Instagram stories, Aka video content, so they can funnel leads into the DMs and close them. And uh, the name Strong Anu is actually coming from, I was a fitness coach before. <laughs> and my first name of the Instagram account was Strong and uh, Short and Strong. And I was like, dang, this name, what the fuck is this name? And then I changed it to Strong Anu because obviously I wanted to have my name in there. But my full name is actually Anuja Anandaraja. <laughs> I have to see your face. Your face is like, I like, what? <laughs> so the name of, like, my my full name is pretty long, and I know that people can't not remember it, you know, but strong, I know it's easy to remember. So, yeah. So I was a fitness coach before. Um, I started 2018 uh, with this whole entrepreneurial journey. And, um, yeah. What should I say? It was a rocky, rocky journey, <laughs> especially because I'm coming from, uh, you know, from uh, Germany. I always had the feeling like, oh my God, I only know US people, Canada people who are in this online industry. Who am I to be successful in this online industry? I'm coming from Germany. I don't want to say that, but I always had the feeling like I'm brown. I'm a second Uh, immigrant you know second generation immigrant who am I to succeed in this online industry but then I saw a success I saw that more U.S. people started to follow me more Canadian people and then I started to close my clients and I was like dang this shit is happening and then um, yeah I quit (laughs) I'm sorry for my words I hope it's okay for you guys (laughs) Um, okay so uh, where was I so uh, yeah, I quit my job. I'm so, <laughs> I'm sorry. So I quit my job, um, my nine to five job to go full time in my business. Here I am today, a business coach, helping other coaches to gain visibility through Instagram stories. Because um, at the beginning, 
of my business journey, I was so afraid, you know, I was so afraid to be judged doing Instagram stories that other people, especially the people in my city would say, oh, Anu again doing Instagram stories. She's again dreaming, you know? And now here I am today, my dream comes true. And these people who judged me at the beginning are coming to me to get marketing tips, to get Instagram tips. And I'm like, you bitches, I knew you would come to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I so, yeah, love you. I love your energy. You're cracking me up. I love it. And you're, I, I know you said, I hope that my words are okay. You're acting like your English is amazing. Like it's absolutely amazing. I, whenever I talk to people from like other countries that like English isn't their first language, I'm so jealous because they honestly, this is nothing to do with anything in the podcast, but I just have to speak on this because it drives me crazy. Like in America, they do us such a disservice. They're like, you don't get to learn a language until like you're in middle school. And at that point, our brains are like developed enough that it's already hard. Like if they started teaching us when we were little, maybe we can be like educated people with more than one like language too, but no. So we just seem like selfish assholes that only care about English. <laughs> But to be honest, English is the, the first language you need to know. Like if you want to go somewhere, if you know English, you are good. You know, you are good to go. I mean, German. Yeah, a lot of people are, know a little bit of German, but you cannot speak German in Canada. You know, like German is honestly German. It's a, I, I born and raised here in Germany, but I was so fucking bad in German um, subject. Like, really, I was like, what the heck is going on with me? Like, German is a really difficult language to learn. Yes, yeah. yes, it really is. Um, anyway, I can, that's, I always like get on tangents when I do these podcasts that have nothing to do with anything, but I'm like, I want to speak on this. I'll, I'll use my platform. Um, <laughs> but so tell us like, what, what led you to switch from fitness coaching and go into business coaching? Okay, so last year, 2019, I switched into business coaching. So when I was a fitness coach, I was super happy, you know, to serve my clients, to give them the results, to give them the confidence level in their body. Um, I was all about sustainable lifestyle, um, getting confident in their own body. And I, but I wasn't fully in there. You know, I love to lit the fire under my client's butt. And I wanted to empower women. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not looking in the right niche, but I don't see a lot of diversity in this online industry and I was like I want to change it like even I had the feeling I was one of a few South Asian women in this online industry I was like I was like where are my women like where are those South Asian women and a lot of during my coaching uh, fitness coaching um, a lot of uh, people I know wrote me oh my god what you are doing is so great um, you have the courage to do it I'm like yes I have the courage but you also have it. Just take the leap. Just jump into the ocean. If you want it, jump in the ocean and try to learn. You will, you will swim, right? And I wanted to empower women to go after their dreams, to build their business, no matter what their circumstances are. If their family, like my family is middle class and my dad was poor AF, like he flew, I think that's the word, to Germany because we had a civil war in, back in his homeland. And he came here, he built his 
whole family, whole house. And now we are a middle-class family, right? I'm super grateful for that, but I want to give him more. And how can I give him more? By being more, right? So that's why I was like, I, I want to do business coaching because more people can make more money, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. How did it feel? Because I, I know you, you kind of touched on this a little <laughs> bit when you were first like doing your introduction, but how did it feel coming into the online space and like looking around and feeling like you were one of very few like you? Like, how did that feel? Just because I know you kept, you've said a couple of times now, like, you know, as a South Asian woman, there's not a lot of South Asian women in the coaching industry, at least not that you see. Like, how did that make you feel to, to come in and, and see that? Um, so at the beginning, I was like, damn, where are they? Like, I, w- I was like, okay, maybe this is my time to shine. Maybe it's my time to grow and then to take all those people. But sometimes I felt alone. Like, and then I had the feeling like, will I really be successful as a brown woman, as a woman with, you know, color or I don't know, as a South Asian woman, I, I was thinking, uh, will people buy from me because I'm a brown woman, you know, and mm-hmm. I, for a long time, I had those limiting beliefs. No one will buy from me. They will only buy from white people. Not to be like, you know what I mean, but, <laughs> but I had the feelings. No, I understand. And I, um, I made a post once, obviously I can't relate exactly like you because I, um, my biggest thing is like, I'm Jewish, but I can hide that. I don't need to like wear that on a pedestal if I don't want to. Unlike if you're, you know, if you're not white, you can't hide what you look like. What you look like is what you look yeah. like. Um, but I do have like strong features in that, like really dark hair, like dark, eye, dark color, like dark mm-hmm. eyebrows, that kind of a thing. And um, I know that when I got into the coaching world, I was like, oh, it's all blonde hair, blue eyed, like tall, skinny, beautiful people. And I remember thinking to myself, two things. One, how can I compare to that? Where it's like, obviously I've learned over time, like it's not a beauty competition. Like nobody cares what you look like. People aren't hiring you because of how you look or they shouldn't be. And Mm -hmm. if they are, do I even want to work with them? And Mm -hmm. the other piece for me, I know was like, um, I don't see it as much anymore, but for a long time, the people that I was coming across in the online space, they were all like, there were a lot of people that would say something about their faith in their bio, like Christian business coach or faith driven, you know, whatever, which is beautiful. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. But I know that for me as a Jewish woman, I would be like, Oh my gosh, like, where do I fit here? And so I can only imagine how you felt because I'm, I'm white, right. I'm white, (laughs) but still as a Jewish woman, seeing all that, I was like, shit, like, are they going to hate me? Like what, what the heck? So (laughs) I can't relate entirely, but I totally understand what you're saying. I know, for example, um, one of my clients, she was, um, she's from Iran, Iran, Iranian. Iran. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for example, she came to me because she uh, felt the same way how I felt with the online industry, especially I talked about um, um, being a second immigrant, uh, second generation immigrant in Germany, how I felt, how I want to support my parents, my family. And she felt connected with that. And she hired me ASAP, me as a business coach. So I'm not only supporting or empowering South Asian women. Yes, I want to see them more because everyone, like it doesn't matter what color you are, where you are coming from. Everyone can have the success if you work for it. And if you have the big fire in your heart, we both know 
entrepreneurship or building a business. It is not like easy peasy. Hey guys, 90 days and you will make your six figures. It's not like that. Let's be honest, right? So for, for, for example, I had the experience for my first uh, business coaching. It was eight weeks. It was, it was like 5K or something. And the person promised like, 10k after the eight weeks and you cannot promise something like that if someone is just starting like at zero yeah. you know so yeah. i don't want to only empower south asian women i want to empower everyone uh to go after their dreams build their business and make the money that they want yeah number one you just saved this um episode by by figuring out what to start saying so thank you for that because clearly i lost my train of thought in the middle of talking so awesome there number two you <laughs> you bring up a really great point that i want to touch on of um that that like promise of like 10k like right away kind of a thing and and let's talk about that because I know like it makes you crazy clearly it makes me crazy you know as somebody that works with beginners and like teaches speaks to beginners I get I personally get so frustrated because I don't want to speak none of my um languaging none of my marketing is around like make this kind of money in this kind of time it's all around signing your first clients building a foundation that kind of a thing and it's not honestly it's not that sexy right because people are attracted like they're they're attracted to that the 10k months the 5k months whatever it is but i don't believe in that kind of marketing because you can't make that kind of promise and so i get i know i get so frustrated when i see coaches like marketing in that way and then they're bringing on clients and i'm like you're not gonna get that i mean i guess anything's possible it might happen but in reality like it's not that's that's like a a once once in one in a million like success story kind of thing i feel like so yeah go ahead it's it's more like if someone's already in the in the industry let's say let's say i am in this fitness industry for two years or one year and i'm trying fucking hard every single day and putting out content and there is only one missing piece in my content strategy in my business strategy that is missing and someone says oh yeah you will make 10k and i'm investing obviously it will happen to me because i already put content out there i already serve my clients in the in my audience right i already put um you know about my program i talked about it but someone who's completely starting from new um first of all where is the return on investment if i invest 5k and i am not making anything back where is my return on investment you know and promising 10k to new coaches it's like it's you already said it like yes we are attracted to oh my god 10k oh my god i want to go to the beach i want to quit my job right away it's fun guys it's like big dreams i'm not saying don't dream big but be realistic can you actually make it as a like a new coach in this industry can you really make the 10k you know so yeah i need to calm down No, I get frustrated about it too, because I think I I don't ever want to tell somebody that something isn't possible for them, but I don't want to like promise that or Mm -hmm. say you can expect that because that's really freaking hard. That's a lot of pressure on yourself. That's a lot of expectation on yourself. And like, that's putting so much, that's putting so much energy into a, a number where it's like, Yes, obviously making money is important and making money yes. like does like makes a difference. And like it took me over a year to start hitting consistent 10k months. 
over a year and I've invested a lot in coach. Like, it's not like I've been doing this on my own for a year and then I all of a sudden hit, like, I've been working with coaches doing the damn thing. And it took me over a year, not to say I wasn't successful before then, but it's just like, I wasn't making 10K months before then, you know? And it's just, I like, I love that the women that I seem to bring onto the podcast really align, like share that belief and alignment in that, like, we get to start our dream business. We get to be successful and we can't like, we can't buy into this belief that we are going to go from zero to 10 K in less than 90 days. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. But also (laughs) you as a coach, you can always qualify the lead. Like I'm so like, I'm not saying uh, how to say it. Like, yes, I invested. I'm super happy because I invested. Now I'm here. Right. But sometimes I have the feeling the people that I've worked with, they could have done a better job at pre-qualifying me. I was the beginner coach. And let's say the coach could have said me, okay, the eight weeks, it seems like it is not the right time for you. Maybe you should have, you should search for someone who's offering 12 weeks and you are learning to build the foundation of your business, you know, yeah. and promising 10 K. And yes, I was blind because 10 K I can quit my job, you know, and I think coaches need to do more better, better job to qualify the leads who are, who are ready to invest. You know, I think that comes. And I think that that really comes from integrity, honestly, you know what I mean? I think that mm-hmm. it's like, you need to have the integrity in your, in yourself and in your business to, and also not be stuck in scarcity to be able to pre-qualify, right? Like I'm, I'll talk to people in the DMs and, and for example, I'm talking to someone right now in the DMs as we're recording this podcast, who's interested in this launch program that my friend and I had created. And I'm asking her questions. I said, I said, I know you're asking me about it, but I just want to ask you a couple of questions before I tell you about it. Cause I want to make sure that it's the right fit for you. I don't want to sell you a program if it's not what you need right now, because I feel confident mm-hmm. enough in my business mm-hmm. and that I'm going to bring in enough clients as it is, even if I don't know who they're going to be yet, that I don't need to convince somebody that a program is right for them if it's not right for them. So I really think that that comes from like integrity. And I totally agree that with pre-qualifying. So since you brought it up, let's talk about this for a second. Um, yeah. Assuming someone has integrity and they want to pre-qualify, mm-hmm. what tips would you want, would you give somebody about like, okay, how do you even pre-qualify somebody? Okay. There are like a few questions you can ask in the DMs, obviously. Um, but pre-qualifying will help you you as a coach not to get not to get burnt out on a sales course what like we both know there are some people who want to just get the information put it together and it's not wrong like it's not wrong but for us it's like time consuming right hopping on sales call giving the whole energy for one hour and at the end of the day they say nah, I'm not ready. So in order to avoid that, you can pre-qualify them in the DMs. So what I do is I use Instagram stories to funnel them into my DMs. So someone who's already watching your stories, watching the content that you are delivering on social media, and let's say they're interested and they start to talk with you, you can talk with them and then ask a few questions around your program. And you want to figure out um, if you can help them to solve their struggle. So you want to figure out what pain points they have in the DMs. So you are opening them up and you are, uh, and they are like vulnerable to you. Like let's say with fitness coaching, 
um, one woman is saying to me, yes, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to lose fat. I'm trying over and over again to lose fat and I feel so fucking unconfident in my body. So you have a pain point there. And if you know as a coach, you can help her to lose fat and get confident, then you can ask her questions like if she's willing to try out a new strategy to, you know, to lose that body fat. And if she says yes, you can ask more questions and then you can, if you want to hop on a sales call and closer. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, it's just so important. And I've gotten stuck in this sometimes. I get so excited. Someone's like interested. I'm like, let's get on a call. I get so excited. And then it's like, I'll talk to my coach the next day and I'll tell her, you know, I didn't close it. It was, and it was such a draining call. And she'll be like, okay, well, did you pre-qualify? And I'm like, huh? I didn't follow, I didn't follow your or my own advice. No, I just got excited. Right. But then it's like, you end up regret, like, you're like, oh my gosh, I just wasted so much energy. I just exerted so much energy. So just because somebody has a pain point doesn't necessarily mean that they're qualified for you to get on a sales mm -hmm. with them. I think that that's such an important thing just because they're interested, just because they have a pain point. Cause like you said, number one, they might just be fishing for information and they're going to, they're going to give you a pain point that they know you're looking for in order to get on the call and like get the information, even if they're not ready or number two, they might have a pain point. But then when you talk about them, talk about it further, it's like, okay, maybe you discover they've already worked with five different coaches and they've already done X, Y, and Z. And, mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like maybe they're just a hard person to work with and maybe you don't want to work with them exactly. or, you know, whatever you find out something that maybe turns out that they're mm -hmm. not, they're, you're not going to pre-qualify them to work with you or you are, but I think that's such an important piece. And I love that you were saying that, like, you know, you start by funneling them into your Instagram stories. Um, I feel like that's so helpful. So I know that also let's, I, we're, we're beautifully transitioning into giving advice and, and some training now. Um, we really saved this episode. Well, you saved the episode when I like lost myself for a second. You got us girl. Um, <laughs> so I know that you specialize in video content. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, um, like why is video content so important? Let's start there. Okay, so video content, there are different, different things you can do. Let's talk about Instagram. So what you can do is you can, live, you can do live sessions or you can post Instagram TV as a video content. But the best way, guys, as an online coach, you can use Instagram stories. Um, and as you know, like Instagram users are more likely to tap on their phone and, you know, through Instagram stories than to scroll. Human beings are so curious about what other people are doing. And we know we post on Instagram stories what we are doing right now. And as you know, Instagram story is not visible. Like you have to click on that in order to watch it. And um, for example, a content feed, you can see when you are scrolling, you can see the content. And if you like it, you, you like it. If not, you would just scroll, right? And if you're a business owner, a coach or an entrepreneur, Instagram stories is the best way to connect with your audience on a deeper level because you're showing your face, you are inviting your prospects to look, to have a look at your daily life, your daily routine. And not only are you making it for you as your daily routine, but also you are making it for your prospects as a daily routine to watch your stories. So then they would think like, oh my God, where is Becky? I want to see her stories. You know, that's the kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, reaction, the kind of feeling you want to give to your audience. You know, you want to give them the feeling like, oh yeah, I've already built a relationship with her through Instagram stories. 
So that's why Instagram stories are the best way to use in order to not only make more sales, but also to build the relationship so you can actually make more trust points so you can actually make the sale. Mm-hmm. Right? So, oh, are you going to keep going? Keep going. No, keep going. Okay. No, I just wanted to say like with Instagram stories, you can actually sell multiple times by using Instagram stories without even sounding salesy. I know a lot of new entrepreneurs, they think like, I don't want to sell my offer on Instagram stories. Like if you give free value first, why is it actually feeling for you salesy if you sell your service that would change your client's life? Like, why does it feel salesy? First of all, I think you need to work on your mindset that your program is feeling salesy. Uh, Not only is your mindset on the wrong place, but also I think you don't have the confidence level in your program that you would transform someone's life. And if you have the feeling like this, your subconscious mind will always tell you, oh my God, don't sell. Your program is not good. Your program is shit, you know? So work on your, um, like if you have the feeling you feel salesy by selling on Instagram stories, work on your program first. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that the other thing that comes up when it comes to feeling salesy is, um, it's, it feels like a lot of people get into entrepreneurship and they're excited about it, but they don't really, um, and this is why they need someone like me or you, right. They need help with, with the business side of it because they like what they're doing. Like they, they want to serve, but they don't understand the business side. And when it comes to business, it's like, it's exactly that we're running a business and we, it feels weird because it's not natural for us, but if we are running a business, you make money by selling but people have this weird thing about selling, but like no one's getting pissed when they see all these Apple, Apple AirPod ads all the time and end up with Apple AirPods. No one's pissed about that. I, I have my AirPods in right now. I bought them a week ago. I bought them after seeing AirPod ads for year, for like two years. And I finally like caved, right? Like I'm not pissed. I'm not pissed about that. This has changed my life. When my clients sign up with me, they're not pissed that my marketing and my selling convince that like not convince them but like showed them why they need me and they decided to invest me there they're excited and happy because now they have this successful business so you have to I think with the salesy piece like it's first of all definitely shifting your mindset but also it's just like getting comfortable with the fact that a piece of business is selling like that's just what what do you do in business you market yourself and you sell yourself or your service whatever like disconnect yourself from your service because you're not selling you you're selling your service. So that's kind of like how you need to shift that. Um, so talk to us now about how do we best show up on video to build that relationships, to get people to like, want to come back and watch us more and like, feel like they're part of our community. Okay. So I have a, I have a formula. I created my own formula <laughs> and it's called donut content formula. So with, Ooh, yeah, do, I, I'm a donut lover guy. So wherever I see Krispy Kreme, I'm running to it <laughs> anyway. So just imagine I first, before I dive into the steps, I want you to imagine you are going to Krispy Kreme and someone is handing you over a donut without the dough. Okay just frosting and sprinkles and they are expecting you to pay five dollars for the dough okay first of all you would think like what the fuck (laughs) second of all it would taste like shit right and it would taste like what frosting and too sugary right so it's the same with your business so with the content with the donut content formula what i want to teach is 
that 60% is the dough. I hope you can imagine it. I hope it's not difficult. But anyway, it's the 60% is dough. And dough means that you are solving a problem with your Instagram stories for your client. You are educating. You are shifting beliefs of your prospects, okay? Then 30% of your content strategy in your, um, in your Instagram story should be the yummy frosting. It's all about you, about your personal brand, and how you can stand out in your niche. And the 10%, the sprinkles that is making everything so special, is all about selling and pitching your offer to get more sales. So let me explain to you a little bit deeper what those dough frosting and sprinkles means. So um, when it comes to dough, first of all, you want to think about your ideal client. As you know, your business, your Instagram, it's not about you anymore. It's all about your ideal client. So the secret sauce to stand out and to get those people to come to you over and over again is by talking in the language of your prospects. Like, why should they actually buy from you? They should buy from you because you are understanding them. You are showing empathy. You relate to them. You are showing them that you can solve their problems, right? And how can you actually get into their head? Like, how can you show empathy that you feel what kind of pains they are going through so if you figure out this and you know you're talking about the pains about the desires but also about the beliefs that they are having that is holding them back um that's the power where niching down is coming like when you niche down you have the power that someone will feel connected to your content and they will say like fuck yes this is me Becky, fuck yes, help me. <laughs> like that's the kind of feeling that you want to create, okay? So this should be like 60% of your content strategy in your Instagram stories should be around your, around your idea client. Okay, any questions, Becky? No, you're killing it. Keep going. <laughs> okay, it's, it's good to understand, right? Yes. Okay, so the 30% is the frosting part. So the frosting part is all about your personal brand. Like, why should someone come to me? Like, why should someone come to me, to my energy level, to my personality? Because they love how I am showing up online, right? So when I was a fitness coach, I made the mistake every single day. I was so laser focused. I need to sell. I need to sell. I need to sell. And I always like over-delivered mini trainings, over-delivered value, value, value. But I didn't connect with my audience on a deeper level. I never showed my dog. I never showed what food I love, how I am dancing, how, like, never showed the fun side of me, you know? And because I never showed my personality, my energy level, no one bought actually from me, you know? Like, always have this in mind. People want to make business with people. They don't want to hire a business. So how can you actually show your audience who you are as a person. So examples are, you can show your morning routine, you can show your gym session, what I love, cooking sessions, um, dancing, meditation, dog walks. For example, when I always show my dog, so many people are commenting, oh my God, I love your dog. I also have a dog. And we actually interact because of our dogs. We change pictures. And then we are getting like business besties or we are talking about business. I'm like, Thank you, Tyson. Tyson is my dog. Because of you, I'm making your sales. <laughs> so, like, show whatever you want in your Instagram stories, but something that is related to you as a person. Not everything has to be about business. 
cat. And once you did that, and you know, the last thing is the sprinkle part where you are pitching your offer, where you are selling your offer. Again, a prospect needs to hear from you eight to 12 times in order to buy from you. When was the last time that you actually sold your program? If it was last week, it means it is only one chance out of, I don't know, that they heard about your program. So how can you actually sell it more um, in a way where you, where people feel like, oh my God, that's amazing. You have to raise your energy in order to sell. Like people want to buy energy, right? So don't sell when you don't have your high energy because when you have low energy, it means like you are talking in a low energy voice. Then your prospect will think, oh my God, she's so low confident in her offer. Why should I actually buy from her? Maybe her offer is not good enough for me, right? So always have this in mind. This is your business. Be direct. Be fucking confident in your own offer because you would transform your client's life, right? So yeah, that's my donut content formula. I love it. <laughs> I hope it okay. I love that. I love that. That was so good. And um the thing what, what you were talking about with the with the icing piece of talking about like giving them your personality and that kind of a thing. Honestly, I really think that that is how I get the majority of my clients is from the personality piece um, more than anything else. They, they relate to me as a person and that's what makes them want to work with me. Um, and I love that thing about your dog. I made a, you know, I have a Facebook group and it goes in and out how active people are in there. And it cracks me up because I'll make, I'll make a post every once in a while and it gets like so much engagement. And I'm like, I know you guys are getting all these notifications and you're choosing not to engage with all the other stuff, but I'll let it slide. But yesterday I made a post because I, <laughs> I was, I took my dog for a walk last week and I just like, I said, I said Sage and she looked up at me at the perfect time and I snapped the photo and it's such a cute photo. So I wanted to share it with my Facebook group. So I said, I said, um, let's get a, let's get a dog thread going, like share a photo of your dog. Here's Sage. Let me just tell you really quickly, like how many people commented, because normally I get maybe like 10 comments on a thread in my, in, in my Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. There are 40 comments on this post. Wow. Everyone wants to share their dog. You can make, yeah. like, if you have, if you don't have a dog and you want to be a successful business owner, just go get a dog and then you're going to be golden. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone will buy a dog right now. That's how you make, that's how you make friends. That's how you get clients. You just got to get a dog. <laughs> but it's true. Like a client wants to, wants to make business with, not business with you. They want to hire you because they have the feeling they know you and showing a dog. It's like personal, like it's a personal, personal side, right? And only someone will only share it if they trust you. If they feel like, oh my God, um, she shared her dog. Let me share my dog because I fucking love my dog, you know? So um, yes, definitely as a business owner, as a coach, share your personal stuff. Don't hold it back. Like you have the feeling your life is, boring because you are going to nine to five or you are working full time in your in your house but other entrepreneurs are doing the same and they want to connect with you on a deeper level and they want to see like oh what is she actually doing right now you know yeah yeah also like I mean who knows when I put this podcast out what's going to be going on with quarantine but I mean I'm still like just hiding out in my in my family's house so we all have boring lives right now, you guys. Like, there's only so much you can do. Um, okay, so I can just, like, keep talking forever with you, but let's not do that because then people will probably, yeah. you know, yeah. tune out. Uh, 
So to close, <laughs> so to close up the episode, I love asking this question. If there's somebody that's listening, that's just getting started and they're nervous to like take that next step that they know is going to like really make a difference for them in their business, or they're listening because they're thinking about starting a business, but they're scared to dive in. What would you want to say to them? <sighs> if you are like, um, I think you, I, I imagine you as the little Arno. I can only say the only regret that I have right now is that I didn't start earlier. I don't regret that I invested my weekends, you know, to uh, build my business. I, you know, I lost some friends because they didn't understand that I didn't have money to go out with them, to party, to go out for a dinner. And I lost them and I don't fucking care about them. The only regret that I have right now is that I didn't start earlier. And trust me, guys, if you have the feeling on the desire, you, you want to grow your business and you are not taking the leap right now, you will regret it. 1000%. I can say that. So don't, don't make the mistake. Like being uncomfortable, it's not easy, but you will survive it. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you survived all those years. And um, so be uncomfortable, take the leap and jump into the ocean and you can't swim. I know that. I love that. I love your analogy of jumping into the ocean. You said that a couple times. Um, yeah. Love, love, love that. Um, thank you, girl. I've loved having you all drop all the, like all the information in the show notes that people know, like can get linked to your Instagram and find all your good stuff. So I'll drop all that for them. So thank you so much for being here today. I've loved having thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm super super grateful for this podcast cannot wait to hear it <laughs> how awesome was that episode there's actually a point in the episode where I totally lost my train of thought and Anu kind of saved the day but the cropping didn't go amazingly well so I think it's kind of obvious where it happened but I'm calling it out because I would love for you guys to dm me um and tell me where you think it happened because I'm curious to see how obvious it truly is um because from the editing perspective it seems pretty obvious but I just think it's so funny um but I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review. Let me know what you're loving about the podcast. Let me know what you'd love to see on the podcast. Make sure to share this episode on your stories. Tag myself, tag Anu, so that we can reshare it. And one final reminder, if any of you that are listening are beginnings of their business, you're just getting started and you're feeling kind of stuck and you're not totally sure how to take the next step, I want to let you know that the Abundant Business Academy is open for enrollment. Um, we are taking on clients and it is seriously the best program for beginners on the market. It takes you through so much stuff. You get so much support from myself. Um, the community is amazing. So the link to that sales page is going to be in the show notes for you to check out if you're interested. I really, really hope to see you on a call real soon and get to welcome you into the Abundant Business Academy um, community. And yeah, with all of that being said, I'm going to let you guys go and I'll see y'all next week on the, on the If She Did It podcast.